Hey, students, how the hell's it going? Hey, it's us, Max and Ivan, the comedy double act you've almost heard of. That's right, we were students once, and I've incurred minor brain and moderate liver damage as a result. But this is a message for all of you out there living the beautiful life, like the beautiful young people you are. Now, whilst it's still in your pockets, please use your student loans very well. And the best way you can use them is obviously through alcohol, because that stimulates the brainwaves. Creative essays become easy. But other ways of spending your student loan is by perhaps seeing some live theatrical comedy. Absolutely. Great place to take someone on a date. They'll think you're cultured, be very impressed, and thus more likely to sleep with you. So where better to attempt to sleep with someone than Max and Ivan are con artists at the Soho Theatre. That's right, Monday the 15th, the Saturday the 20th of October at the Soho Theatre. See you there. Here's some old sketches that I'm going to dig out of the archives for you guys to listen to. I'm off to tip a Jaeger bomb into my eye. All right. In New York City, when business is down, the only one you can turn to is your brother. It's a me, a Mario. But when that person is addicted to mind-altering street drugs, how far can you plumb the depths of brotherly love? Wake up, Mario! There's no such thing as the Mushroom Kingdom! And I'm telling you, I've been there! Listen to yourself! The mushrooms, they make me change size! I was as big as a freaking house! Mario! And I just discovered magic stars, brother! Pop a few of them, and I'm invincible! What will it take for one family to reach? Game over. I'm the one holding down this plumbing business, Mario! You're nothing, just a name! Yeah? Well, people like my name! Who wants to speak to Luigi, yeah? No one! No one loves Luigi! Everyone loves Mario! Hey, I'm a Mario too! With the Mario Brothers! It's our surname! Yeah? Well, it's my first name! In 16-Bit Street lives a family with a secret. You're a fat, no-good Kakusa! You're nothing! I'm nothing! You killed our parents! You crashed a go-kart straight off a rainbow road! I was run off the road by a giant gorilla! Nobody believes you! <laughs> this summer, blood runs thicker than water. Where you think you're going, huh? I'm gonna see Peach! Oh, still wasting your money on that two-bit whore! Oh, she's not a whore! She's a princess! Two brothers struggling to escape an underworld ruled by the brutal Bowser Mafiosi. Look at yourself, Mario. For God's sake, you don't have nine lives. I know. I got four lives and two continues. One wears green and one wears red, but they both bleed the same color. Red. We got no money left, you selfish little fan cooler! Oh, you want money? Yeah, I want you? some money! I'll give you some money, you jerk off! It's all in the bricks! What? All the money you could want in the world is in the goddamn bricks! No! Martin Scorsese presents Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Mama! Papa! I'll make you proud! Mario! The Brothers Mario. Hello, I'm Ivan of Max and Ivan, and this is Max. 
of Max and Ivan. Hi. We're all over the internet like a rash. So try and find us. www.maxandivan.com That's M-A-X and I-V-A-N. Not Ivan. Ivan. But it's still spelt the same. Anyway, why don't you become our real friends by adding us on Facebook or following us on Twitter. I'm yeah. probably on Bebo as well. You would need to get yourself off Bebo because if you're on Bebo, you're also on a government watch list and rightly so. Um, yeah, if you've ever wondered how many bowel movements we have a day, follow us on Twitter because uh, there's all sorts of juicy gossip like that there. No, only joking. It's just pity. I'm, I'm installing a webcam right now. <laughs> For, for the bowel movements or Bebo or what? Either You need to get off the internet. You're a menace to society. Uh, uh, at Max and Ivan for, for Twitter. It's it's all gold. And, uh, and we're on it individually as well. But you can find that if you're super keen. So Max and Ivan, how did you both meet? Hi. We, um, yeah, we, we met at university. That's where we started writing together. It was a mix of writing and alcoholism that got us got us working together. Um, we did a terrible play in Edinburgh. Um, it was it was awful, but there we discovered our passion for comedy, and we ended up performing a little bit. We didn't write that play, by the way. We were just in it. It was like you know a uni a uni play. You know how these things go. But yeah, what was the play called? Um, it would be it would be deeply unprofessional to reveal that it was called. It was called Rose Gets Shot, uh, directed by Amber Holmes, um, who is a terrible director. And the whole experience was really demoralising. To be honest, I'm only just regaining my love of theatre, you know, even now. But we did discover and maybe take solace in the the live comedy uh, scene, which we discovered and embraced and fell in love with whilst in Edinburgh. So that's when we started writing and performing. We uh, wrote a radio show for our student radio station, which is uh, a wonderful and worthwhile endeavour, which we would wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, which was uh, nominated for Best Scripted Programming at the SRAs back in 1963 or whenever we went to university. Um, at the SRAs, incidentally, Evan drank a number of pints of wine and uh, tried to get people to pay him to do forward rolls along the toilet. I, I vaguely remember telling somebody that I'd do a forward roll for 50p and when they said yes, I upped it to a pound. <laughs> And so what was your show called on student radio? It was called Max and Ivan Exposed. And uh, the idea was that we were newsreaders exposing a different uh, a different theme each week. Uh, newsreaders based in Egham. It was kind of faintly inspired by the local surroundings of, uh, of our university and the kind of parochial provincial bubble world that we lived in at the time. And we, we kind of turned that into a uh, bizarre Edinburgh play stage show type thing um which we then managed to take up to edinburgh the next year so that kind of that whole thing kind of snowballed from there and started us off with our live stuff and that didn't involve any wrestling did it no no the wrestling was uh the wrestling was still to come that was uh that was many many moons away although it was because of wrestling that max and i did kind of start um comedy together max max saw me once um at a new writing night doing some character comedy um, then he went off to wrestle in Italy, as you do. Uh, he was all alone, um, didn't speak Italian, um, and he was thinking back to what fun he had watching myself on stage, and he he wrote himself into my act. Uh, he came to me afterwards and said, I've got a song that I think might be good for the two of us. Uh, and I thought that's quite lucky, because I've got a gig coming up and I don't have any new material. And uh, that's how the writing partnership began. Isn't yeah, that right? It was amazing. The song that we wrote together was uh, was none other than Poker Face, which we actually sold to Lady Gaga um, for a flat fee of 500 quid. 
and she has since taken it worldwide. So that was a bit of an error. It would be stupid of me to ask you how you thought of the name Max Nivan for your sketch group. <laughs> but were there... It comes, from the, uh, it comes from the old Hebrew, mach, meaning, uh, meaning a, a consortium of old wise men who would meet uh, on the third, uh, third Jewish month of the year and, uh, and discuss which of the, of the wives in the town had been unfaithful. And then uh, Ivan. Yeah, which means Ivan. Uh, it's Russian for John. Um, no, we we thought of using our surnames, but Aleska and Gonzalez. No one would be, but people would get people would get bored before they'd even finished setting. Welcome on stage, Oleska. Oh, fuck it, whatever. Max and Ivan. See, it seemed punchier, and I mean, we discussed it, but Ivan and Max just doesn't seem to. It doesn't. It doesn't work poetically, does it? Well, I mean, I, I think it sounds S- quite good. Say it, Ivan and Max. Ivan and Max. Max and Ivan. Max and it's punchier, isn't it? Max and Ivan. Boom. Plosive. You need a plosive start to the thing. Ivan and Max. Sound a bit simple when you say that. Sometimes I hear him muttering <laughs> Ivan and Max under his breath and then like applauding. <laughs> and so what was your first gig like together? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was a new writing night. It was it was the same kind of new writing night that I saw Ivan performing at on his own. Um, and they, they were kind of semi-regular things at the time, which which were an excuse to kind of generate new work. So, yeah, we did one of those um, and performed that song, which actually wasn't Poker Face. It was, a, it was a slightly smutty song called I Strum My Ukulele. And, we yeah, we performed that with some kind of Argentinian-based patter and jokes that we did with what we'd come up with. Um, yeah, we then we then went into a competition, new writing, uh, new writing, new act of the year competition, uh, and in our like second gig ever, we did that and we got through and uh, we got all the way to the semi-finals, which was was good fun uh, doing that. We didn't really know how how the whole comedy thing worked, and we thought for each round we should write a completely new set. <laughs> Um, which was, which was, you know, it was great, and our, our <laughs> deeply suicidal. If we'd start with our second set, our quarterfinal set, quarterfinal set, would probably we've not bettered that since then. Those six minutes were gold, but they were quite topical, so uh, they don't get they don't get the same laughs anymore. Hey, but yeah, no, that was so. Yeah, we started we started doing kind of character stand up really because we didn't know uh, where to perform sketch comedy other than within the cloistered confines of our university surroundings. So we, yeah, we got it out and amongst it um, in London and, and anywhere kind of as soon as we possibly could. And so, Ivan, you were saying that you've performed on your own, but Max, have you ever done straight stand-up? Not really, no. Um, we both kind of came from a, a more theatre background. Ivan had done uh, a stand-up comedy course with John Bishop, I believe, back when he was uh, just an, an unknown scouse man. Um, I'd done, I'd, I'd done, I dabbled in kind of various comedic things, but not, never really like proper stand up in a club or anything. No, I've just got to say, John Bishop wasn't in the course <laughs> that I was, that I was doing. He wasn't learning at the same time as me. Um, I, I did, I did a comedy course in Liverpool, um, mainly to get my friend, who's a mechanical engineer, out out of his shell. Um, and at the end, there was a, you know, a, a showcase where we all performed, and John headlined, who was back then uh, a, a circuit comedian uh, yeah. and so you mentioned wrestling earlier on you won the foster comedy award panel prize at, oh, yeah. at the edinburgh fringe festival 2011 for Woo! for those listeners that didn't see it or don't know anything about it can you explain exactly what it was well, it's very hard to explain uh i can't even remember it myself it was a it was a, a, a deliriously wonderful evening um 
for those that don't know, Max was the youngest British professional wrestler. He had this idea of let's let's bring wrestling and comedy together. And I said, eh, sure, why not? <laughs> let's give it a try. And then um, after a few drunken conversations with Ryan Taylor, programmer um, of The Pleasants um, in both Islington and Edinburgh, the comedy programmer, we decided we should do this one-off event, make it really big, get some really great comedians involved, get them wrestling on stage with real wrestlers in front of 770 quite aggressive and drunk audience members. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Well, I broke my ankle and still to this day can't walk properly. So that. Um, but other than that, the show was wonderful. And yeah, it was insane. Wrestlers fighting comedians, fighting wrestlers, fighting members of the audience, fighting comedians in the audience who started attacking other comedians in the show. Uh, and the whole thing was completely outlandish. And yeah, it was the, the Pleasant's Grand was a, like 770-seater venue. It was completely packed to the rafters. The atmosphere was like a kind of blood-soaked rock and roll concert and the whole thing was uh, just amazing and patrick monaghan almost broke his neck yeah the vigilante johnny moss uh who is a man that not only should you not cross in a dark alley you shouldn't cross him in on a sunny day at a village fate because he'll just beat the shit out of you regardless uh he didn't take kindly to to patrick's uh you know grandstanding and, and larking about and uh i think i'm all right in saying that he also drunk a fair bit that day had johnny moss <laughs> Contrary to uh, popular health and safety requirements. And basically, uh, True it all got it. I mean, he's a monster. I don't think alcohol affects him. I think it just makes him bigger like the Hulk. But he, yeah, he dropped uh, Pat Monaghan on his head with a tombstone pile driver uh, that was absolutely awe-inspiring. It was one of the highlights of the show. It looked amazing. Patrick took it like a, a trooper. And uh, we are all very grateful for the fact that he is still with us. And in fact, he travelled down to London a few days later and won £100,000 cash money in the finals of the So You Think You're Funny. Show me the funny. Yeah, you know, whatever. I've got a broken ankle. I can't remember these facts. It was it was amazing. It it kind of spiralled out of control. We had this idea, let's get wrestlers, let's get comedians, we'll get some of the comedians to actually wrestle each other. And then out of the woodwork, it was just amazing how many comedians really loved wrestling as kids and just wanted to be involved because they loved wrestling so much. It was amazing. One of the sketches that you've performed is an imitation of the very rare few bad compares that are around the country and is there anything else so that's actually a van's comparing style that you're referring to there um he's working on it i'd, I'd appreciate it if we did didn't make light of it those giant glasses and his uh mother-in-law jokes are all top of the range stuff so uh, what do you mean <laughs> chubbs would be proud of me Whoa, uh, no, it was it was one of our favorites actually from the uh 2010 edinburgh uh show that we wrote yeah, Terry Peterson, Sir Laugh a Lot, the failed Northern Working Men's Club comic. Yeah, no, um, I think I, I think we were in Brighton one evening. I say evening. It was midnight. It was a midnight gig at the oh, what was it called? What do you want the Voodoo? Is it the Voodoo Lounge? It was a totally it was a chaotic mental gig, and there was a guest compare who was just to <laughs> totally insane. And I think we started. I think I started like being his conscience, like. <laughs> Off, off in the wings because there are all these kind of hate-filled pauses and he'd be on stage be like, ah, what do you think, you pricks? And there'd be this pause and I'd be like, what am I doing? 
why am I on stage? Why did she leave me? And we just kind of started playing around with this idea of kind of vocalizing the loathing and ha and then playing with the awkwardness. And it was fun because it kind of is a real stand-up set because Ivan has to interact with the audience and uh, actually kind of work with them. And at the same time, I can voice his darkest uh, innermost thoughts and fears. Uh, there was once, uh, I must confess, I got a bit too into the character of Terry. You know, and, uh, Terry, he's a northern, northern stand-up comic. Slightly past it, doesn't really know what's going on. I was deep, deep in my character. And there was a bit where I have to pick on an audience member. And we've we've discovered that the best thing to do is pick on someone, you know, wearing something silly or, you know, they're wearing a watch. Oh, they can afford a watch, stuff like that. It works better rather than picking on maybe a disabled person and saying, you know, why, why are you so short? What did you do in a previous life, eh? That wasn't, that didn't go down well. A little bit too... I still, I still remember the silence of the room as though, as though it were a vacuum sucking out my soul as the person of restricted growth just shook their head, sadly, as Ivan uh, unrepentantly barked hate at him from the stage. That's the, the 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 joke is I mean ultimately the the most pathetic person in the room is always Terry by quite a long shot. Um, even then it was it was, I think it was just uh, we, we were we were feeling our way through the character and as Ivan says he was deep in in the character and he's very method. What happened after that? Um, I apologised <laughs> profusely to him. He's actually a lovely man. Uh, I've seen him quite quite a bit. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> for him. He's not mentioned it. He's a good person. He is a very good person. And um, yeah, you learn from your mistakes. But don't don't really pick on pick on people. It's it's not it's not nice. Do you find that you get heckled a lot? Um, actually we've been quite lucky. We've never really been heckled. I mean Terry kind of uh, that character, the northern stand up, um, we've possibly he possibly invites some heckling. It's never really. Yeah, he's quite. He's quite confrontational. Sketch. It's quite rare to get a heckler in a sketch comedy night. Often, if they're talking, it's because they're just so pissed that they don't really know what's going on. But it's quite rare for someone to directly engage in a heckly kind of way. But I mean, when we've done when we've done more pure stand-up type stuff, we've had people chatting. But, do you know? I, I mean, I think heckling is not a myth, but it's a lot rarer than people think. People people are automatically assume that any comedy night will be beset with people coming along purely to shout abuse but it's always it's definitely the exception the worst form of heckling we've received once was about two o'clock in the morning where the compare said right let's just see what happens this night's going to be a bonfire we're just going to lay down the petrol light it up and then step back and see what happens uh, and and then we came onto that um and there was just there was just two drunk people basically having a really loud conversation between themselves throughout the whole set we couldn't really battle that because they weren't having a go at us so we couldn't then you know open a conversation with them and you know, rinse them in front of people and do anything like that they were just just having a drunken conversation we did we did also perform um one near new year's eve i think um around christmas time last year at a homeless shelter where a number of fights did break out openly but i don't think that was any real reflection on the quality of the comedy i think they were just up for a up for a bit of a punch up at the time which we've all we've all been there so i, I think my favorite heckle although it wasn't really a heckle was the person who came 
to our Edinburgh show uh, last year and sat in the front row eating a punnet of grapes throughout the whole thing, which was pretty good. It's cold, isn't it? <laughs> the calibre of person who'd sit in the front row and just openly eat an individual grape by grape punnet. I eventually picked on him. Um, as then, as then as one of the characters... Uh, who was a prostitute, put all the grapes in my mouth, then tried to feed him as though he were a little bird. <laughs> that was pretty erotic, so. And it's surprising that he bought enough grapes to last him the full length of the show. He, he's obviously an expert. He knows that fringe comedy lasts 50 to 60 minutes, and he brought enough grapes for, for that purpose. About 55 grapes, I think. And you also run a sketch and character comedy night at the Leicester Square Theatre called The Ruffle Club. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's uh, it's a monthly night. It tends to be on the first Sunday of each month. Um, yeah, we feature the absolute best sketch and character comedians in the whole freaking universe. Um, we've had all sorts of wonderful people. Frisky and Manish, Angelos Epithemiu, the Pajama Men recently came along and blew the roof off the place. There's always wonderful surprises. The very newest stuff that Ivan and I are writing, um, you can see Edinburgh, Edinburgh work in development. You can see new sketches, things that we filmed, things that other people have filmed. It's a very friendly, wonderful evening for of yeah full of awesomely talented guests and us absolutely it's great fun and max is uh is wanting us to do a new section which i'm not too sure about is uh is that what, what was it called again the working title for this section was first time funnies which uh should probably be said in the sort of drive time voice but it, it basically the concept would be that ivan and i would write would each separately write a, a sketch for the two of us to perform but neither would show the other until not only the day but actually that moment on stage whereby we would recite the sketch for the first time so the audience would see it box fresh like a new pair of white high tops being tried out for the first time in front of them so we can see whether the very germ of the idea is funny or not so it's uh yeah a little bit a little bit raw a little bit rugged yeah we'll see if my minimalist uh three minutes of silence will uh be funny or not so if you want to see three minutes of silence <laughs> <laughs> the first Sunday of each month at the Leicester Square Theatre. I wouldn't miss it for anything. And do you have any tips or advice for aspiring comics? I'd quite like to keep all the secrets to ourselves, if that's all right. The, uh, the secret passwords, the, uh, the handshakes to all the gigs. <laughs> if you need a gig, there is a, there is a hand there is a handshake and a hand gesture that you need to perform. So you need to uh, yeah find find the promoter, say nothing. Um, yeah, present both your hands and solemnly nod and begin begin the hand sequence. Um, it's actually fairly easy to work out, so just try on a few people, and once you've got it, then uh, then yeah, you'll be given the the sort of the, the joined up iPad that all comedians have, and that'll just be a list of the gigs that you've got for that year. And the thing with radio is that if this had been in a video form, then people could have actually seen the handshake. Yeah, no, I mean we did it, we did it just then. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing it now. Yeah, there it is. Don't forget the. Yeah, there it is. And in doing that, Ivan just got us another 12, 12 gigs, actually. Um, oh, we've got one this evening. Fancy that. Better go. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before you go, do you have any tips or advice for students? Oh, gosh. Students. It feels like a long time ago that we were students. Ah, uh, students. Um, whenever you have a really big uh, social, call me <laughs> and just let me know. Let me know the plans and uh, it'll be great. After university, the government won't put money in your account every three to four months for some reason. Now I'm, I've been calling them. 
but it's not happening. It's it's an admin error. It's clerical. I'm sure they, they still will. Um, yeah, after university, if you want a job, go into any any place of work, find the boss, and then nod solemnly and perform the handshake, um, which is just a kind of, it's quite simple to work out. So just sort of initiate that with them. And uh, yeah, and that's how you begin employment. Um, yeah, they'll give you a job on the spot and they'll just give you yeah the iPad with your, with your rotor shifts on it. Obviously, don't forget how firm your handshake is dictates, you know, what amount per annum you'll be getting. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably best not to moisturize that day because, um, yeah, a stronger, tighter grip will probably ensure, uh, yeah, ensure a higher fee, which is why men get paid more than women because women have got softer skin. But I'm doing that ha- the job handshake now. Don't forget the, uh, yeah, just got two jobs. Shit, I've got a shift that begins in it. It's all right. It's at the same place that gig is at. So uh, we'll do the ten minute. I'll do that on my coffee break, and then I'll uh, and then I'll recommence my uh, yeah my new job. That's quite a firm grip you got there. You're on like forty k. Yeah, I've also got uh, psoriasis. Quite painful, but it's worth it because I can afford the best creams. <laughs>